It's horror movie, your book. I'm Tim. And I'm Willie. Willie, did we pick an appropriate movie today? Uh, <laughs> for how for, it's been. <laughs> I um I felt personally attacked by Adam Green this week. <laughs> <laughs> for for his depiction of uh what cold weather can do to one's body because yeah. <laughs> uh, we were feeling it. Um, and I don't think, like, I think that we have listeners who have felt this cold snap as well, mm-hmm. probably throughout the U.S., I should say. At least. Yeah, sure. Even like, I mean, so it's easy to, it's, and believe me, I have, it's easy to make fun of people that are in like down south where it's, right. it's warmer for the most part year round. Yeah. Uh, like Texans and stuff. It's easy to make fun of them. Um, and I'll continue to do so. And I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, they're not used to this stuff, man. They are not. When your body's not not accustomed to to even like forty some degree weather, thirty some degree weather, like it messes you up. So I get it, and I feel for you guys. I have a friend. That being said, <laughs> I have a friend you know, Joe. He used yeah. to live in Atlanta, and his favorite thing to do was when, like, there was a couple times they had, there, there was a time they had snow, and he just loved to sit and watch people try to deal with it. It's like the people was, like panic. <laughs> Um, I saw a video from this week. And I week. get it. I get it. You're yeah. not used to it. Yeah. And they don't have the equipment That's to deal the with it. That's yes. the big issue. Maybe I, we should start investing people. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> just to be ready, just in case. Like, keep, yeah. keep a plow on standby. I don't know. I would, okay, so I want to tell this story, too. Yeah. So, Friday night, lovely dinner with the uh, with my wife's sister. Uh, she was mm. in town. Yes. So we all went out with the uh, went out with the in-laws. Lovely dinner at um, Vincetta. Um, so it was nice. close by, which is why we decided to keep to still Did you have go. A sitter for the event? No, we took we took the boy, and he um, oh. he had a lot of fun. <laughs> he had a lot of fun. This kid, he will eat the entire time. Like as long okay. as you just keep feeding him snacks, he don't play. He's just good to go. You good eat all you want. Good I will sit here as long as you keep feeding me. Were you a voracious? Uh, have you ever been told you were a voracious uh, eater? Eater, as a baby? I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask. Yeah, you should ask. Yeah. I'm curious to see if. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. Your wife is yeah. known to smash some food, though. Yes, like yeah. I, I've seen her put put away some stuff, man. <laughs> yes. And it's like it's unfair how much she can eat, but also like stay in good shape. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I guess I do understand because I do the same thing. But like, yeah. it's it's not fair to to, to those normies oh, out there. Yeah, right? yeah. She's a big bread fan. She loves bread. She uh. loves bread and she loves ice cream. Yes. <laughs> a lot of ice cream. I remember a few times hanging Who with her. Sorry, love bread and ice cream. Right. Though, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick side note for your side note. I remember a few times going out with her and some other friends of ours and they would go and order like, we'd go sit down and eat some food at a restaurant and they'd order an appetizer. I'm like, okay, I can tackle an appetizer before my meal. I might not finish the meal, but like I'll tackle it. So I'd have an appetizer and then it was like the meal and then they would order like dessert at the restaurant (laughs) and then they were like, let's all go out for ice cream after. And I'm like, are you guys out of your fucking minds? Anyway, yeah. So, so. Um, yes, yeah, so we're all out. Uh, we're smashing food. The boys, the boys, putting us to shame. But um, anyway, like at, during dinner, like there's a big flash outside, and I go, "Oh shit, it's thunder snow!" Like yeah. we're getting thunder snow yeah. right now. We and, sure did. You know, we got home, and as we pulled in the driveway, we're getting up, and like it's it's getting a little wild out. And we pull in, and we open the door, and all of a sudden, it sounds like a bowling ball has hit my roof. Like, and it's just rolling down. Oh, good. And, like, as soon as we walk in the door, and I go, what the... F- You're what? thinking, like, tree limb, maybe, or something? What was that? Oh, it was... So, Amy went out. She went out and checked the back door, and yeah. we have a branch. Like, it's, it's like, 
it's like a tree limb. It's like a giant tree limb, and it just it was so big, and it took out the um, it took out a power line because we have the power lines above, mm-hmm. and but the power line is connected to the house. Like in a box, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in the box. Yeah. So it's hang- like it ripped the box out too. So it was hanging off the side, it, of the just house. hanging on. But we still had power. That's crazy because it was wrapped up. It took out the internet, um, so we didn't have internet for the weekend. Uh, but we had the power. But so we called the power company. We called the internet company, and the power company, of course, we're like low on the list because we still have power, and everybody else is like without power that they need to service. Yeah, right, so right. We're not expecting that. We don't hear back from them. The internet people call back, and they're like. Um, okay, we'll schedule. We'll be out there Sunday morning. We're not going to touch it though. I probably wouldn't touch it unless the so <laughs> so so we get them on the we put get them on the schedule for Sunday morning because we're like, well, maybe DT will come out um, in between then, and right. we're just going to take care of right Sunday morning rolls around. Uh, the power company has still not come out. Uh, the power company has still not come. They still haven't come out Sunday morning. And my wife goes, well, what do you want to do? Because I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going, I don't think the internet company is going to touch with it being down. Because even though it's plugged in, it is a downed wire. It's a down wire, right. So I'm, I look at it and then I look at my phone and I realize the Lions playoff game is tonight, that night. And uh, I mean, I got to have internet to watch the game. <laughs> So I'm like, Amy, let's just see what they say when they come out there. I will take the gentleman to the backyard and I will show him what we're dealing with here. And we'll say like, because technically it's still plugged in. You just got to go around it. <laughs> you oh, just got to go no. off to the side. So the gentleman comes out. Are you a Lions fan? I didn't know you were a Lions fan. I wanted to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. Now you are. Right now you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to watch the game. So anyway, I bring about and I explained to the guy. I'm like, look, this is what we're dealing with. It's plugged in right there, but as you mm-hmm. can see, it's a down wire. We don't know when they're going to come out. And the guy, uh, English, not maybe not his first language. Okay. Uh, I believe he's an Eastern European gentleman. Sure. Just kind of going, okay, no worries. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's like it's also like two degrees out that. So day. he's just jumping over power. And lines I'm like, and... I'm just like, listen, man. Like, I I explained to him the situation. Like, I need this game at this point. Oh, I didn't mention that. I did not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but like I explained to him, I took him out and I showed him and I'm like, it's it's in your hands now. Um, so he did, he went we're out and took care of God's it. hands. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> in two, two degrees, he took care of it. Uh, he gave us the survey. I don't know if you've seen the, when you see a scale of one to 10 on a survey, you assume 10 is good, right? Sure. We're very dumb nowadays. They put emojis on to make sure you know, like 10 oh. has a smiley face underneath it and one has a frown. Oh no. So you know... <laughs> So anyway, then the power company comes out a couple days later. <laughs> Amy takes it. She's telling. She's like, she takes the power company guy to the back and shows him what's going on. And the power company guy made a face at the wall, like where it was ripped out. Like e, like basically, like you guys need to get this. To, yeah, we need to take care of this. So and they put like warning sticker tape all around. The okay, house. so when you mentioned the 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 situation like, with the yeah. fact that you essentially had a downline but also still power, I went. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Like because you've essentially got a live a hot. Yeah. A major hot, not yeah. like like a like an outlet. You've yeah. got like your entire power supply. Yeah. Running hot, but all like to your house actively, but also not yeah. like in place. That's yeah. not good. No, I did, but I don't know these things. No, but if they had known that, 
They might have come out even sooner, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, we told them what was going on. It is on. what it is. We told you everybody did. the deal. And you did. Everybody was fine. Everybody's yep. taken care of. My gentleman, the gentleman from the internet company got a 10, the smiley face. What company was this? Uh, this is Xfinity. Man, um, they... I believe it's taking, like third party, so I don't want to give them too much taking credit. this job seriously. I think he was... I don't like... I think he was just like... He looked at it and... You could go around it. It's probably like, and you know what? The other thing too is the line is actually in my neighbor's yard or like the pole. So he just kind of went through. He wanted to get it done. He's like, whatever. So (laughs) that guy rules. Hey, and I watched the Lions. They won. Um, You gave him smiley faces. Then I I gave him. We gave him all the smiley faces. Ten out of ten. Good. Um, So there you go. I'm glad he got some good emojis out of there. There's a risking his life. Uh, what oh, else? What else do you want to talk about? You got anything before you want to talk about what we've been watching, reading, listening to, talk, uh, whatever, uh, painting, painting. <laughs> Just trying to think of other things. Oh, I did an adult coloring book, so that's kind of like one. Uh, uh, did you find that very soothing? Yeah, I did actually. My wife has done those and finds them. I'm not like like I've never been like big on them, but like in the moment, I was like, you know what, this is really nice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just knock this one out. Yeah, it's nice. It's fun. Can I ask what it was? Turtles. Okay. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. Felt pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I was. Um, I don't even know how. It, I think Josie wanted to color, and I was like, "Cool!" And she's like, "Can we color together?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then we started drawing together, and she had the thing that she does as a five year old, where she goes, "Okay, Dad, I want to do it on my own now." And I'm like, "All right, so what am I gonna do?" You know what I mean, like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, "Oh, I've got that. I've had this." coloring book that I've had for a while like I haven't really busted it out and uh yeah it's fun nice um also listen to uh, uh my fellow uh commentator from uh the wrestling company I do commentary with you guys have a new name SCW is the new name what is it superior championship, superior championship wrestling, wrestling. Yes. okay formerly and formerly NWCW okay um rebranding so uh, my fellow commentator Jordan Scavone um, wrote a book. Uh, it's a it's a f- piece of fantasy fiction. Um, it's called Night Warrior. Um, it is available. Don't on... wanna dream no more. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he should remit. He should see if he can re-record that. <laughs> for... Get docking in. Night Get Don docking in. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Can Sorry. I have to talk to him? No, <laughs> I gotta talk to him about that. Um, he's been listening, so he'll hear this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a ton of fun with it. Uh, I did the audiobook version. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't listen to a ton of audiobooks, and, um, I was really impressed by the narration on this one. By the, uh, is, is narration, would you call it that, I guess? Yeah, that's usually what I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I was really impressed by that. Um, lots of fun. I, I'm not, like, uh, any fantasy I've ever read, I gen- generally enjoyed, Minus one or two, um, where I've like, I I feel like oftentimes it gets kind of bogged down in lore too soon, too quickly. Yeah, and it loses me. Um, I tried uh, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire books when Game of Thrones was first kind of taking off. I couldn't get, I just couldn't get into it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I'm um, not a big fantasy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, I hate to say it, I feel like it's blasphemy, but like. I've tried Tolkien a few times, and I just I never could quite. It just didn't vibe with me. I I, I love the stories, but I just couldn't get into his writing. Yeah. Um, this is cool because it's it, it 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 subverts some tropes of the genre, which I really like. Um, the characters are interesting. There's a cool. Uh, there's kind of a cool commentary on 
um, a writer reconciling with their own creation, which is fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. So, and I'm not just saying because I know the guy and I like the guy. I really enjoyed it. Well, it so Night Warrior, Night Warrior, you yeah, can find I, it. It's on Amazon. Is yeah, it on Amazon? Yeah, okay, it's on Amazon. I know uh, the audio book version is on Audible. Yeah, because yeah, so I think with, uh, they're connected. To, to, to Amazon and Audible. So yep. no, I yeah, there's a, there's my plug for my boy. Uh, it I really enjoyed it. If you're into like YA or into um, fantasy storytelling, I think it's definitely worth a, a read or a listen. So show him some love for sure. But yeah, uh, that's that's it as far as doing things beyond watching stuff. You've been watching. You've been watching. I have been watching okay. some stuff. Should I just get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got Paramount Plus through February 10th. That's my rotating one right now. Okay. I usually keep something around for about two months and then I cancel and jump on something else. So right now it's Paramount Plus. Um, I got it originally for. I don't even remember what the reason. I, I got it for something. Okay. Um, and uh, finished Yellow Jackets, caught up on Yellow Jackets. Okay. Talked about that on here, I think. Yes. Right? Um, yeah, it came back oh, around for me. I want to. Oh, did you end up liking it? Yeah. So the storyline I was talking about was the hanging story, like the storyline that hang, hung around from season one that I didn't like with, um, oh God. I'm blanking the husband and the wife, Melanie Linsky. Ah. That stuff. That was the stuff where I'm like, you could tell like they wanted to wrap that. Or like yeah. they needed to wrap that up, and I don't think it. Yeah. And I was cool with that I actually quite like the husband. He's actually one of the nicer, like the more decent human beings yeah. in the show. Funny enough, he's not a good guy, but. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I still have. I don't think it's like a perfect show. I don't think it's prestige television. No. I think once I realized that's not what we were trying to do here, I let go a little bit, and I was. I guess I just went into it with the wrong. I I, I enjoyed. I I really enjoyed the first season, but by the end of it, I was going. I don't know. This is kind of not what I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like true detective level of like. No. Like, no, it's not what it's trying to. But it's not trying to do that either. Right. Um, and once I let go of that, I had a ton of fun. I mean, is it ridiculous sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Like, no doubt. Um, uh, no doubt it will probably be on one of the soundtracks yeah, of the yeah, seasons. Yeah, I bet they will be. <laughs> it, has the be- it has the best use of lightning crashes. It's incredible. It's, <laughs> it has some insane needle drops. Yeah. They're obvious choices most of the time. Right. But they're like the right choices. I also love the theme song. The Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I generally don't skip that intro. Me neither. Um, the other one I don't skip. Oh, I'll talk about it a little bit. Is the, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> You're good. Um, I wound up coming back around and kind of enjoying it. Um, I'm not. You know, I've heard there's like a five season plan or whatever. I don't know if I want five seasons of the show. I think. I think we. I don't know. We'll see if they have the compelling stories to tell. Then why not? I guess I just don't see how we're doing that for five years. Right. But um, shows like that, like high concept shows like that, too, can tend to. <sighs> Run a little bit. It's going to get dumb if they That's go five years. I'm sorry. Like, like they might like, get saved by shorter seasons if they if they run like six episode seasons instead of yeah. ten or whatever. They yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. There's apparently another episode, like a special episode, that's dropping at some point here soon. Because they're going to because the next season's probably going to be a bit because 2025. of 2025. Yeah, because of the writer yeah. strike and all. I, yeah. We're about to hit a lull, aren't we? And yes. Stuff. Yeah. We're finally going to be hitting the lull. Yeah. So Well, you can tell there are. I mean. These companies are kind of retooling a lot of what their plans were too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some projects are actively being like reshot. Yes. Yes. I think like that Daredevil show is like. I'm going to talk about yeah, yeah something there. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Well. Yeah, anyway, so um, finished Yellow Jackets. I've been watching a lot of music docs on oh, cool. um, Paramount Plus. They have like a, they a, do a nice amount. I think it's because MTV is MTV on there. VH1. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, watch the thriller one. It was really good. Oh, cool! It's just about thriller. 
like the album. Okay. Not about Michael Jackson, not about it's just the album. Yeah. And it's really good. I love documentaries that are like singularly focused on like one horror related too cuz thriller is yes. thriller is kind of an important. It is. Yeah. It is absolutely. Uh love documentaries that are kind of like uh that are like micro. Take one thing and then macro. blow it up. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Love that. So if the if the subject matter makes sense, this one did. So I really yeah. dug that. I uh, just finished the Millie Vanilli documentary. Okay. And it's really good. I remember the behind the music, the, 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 yeah. the music. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's. Which is funny because like Blame It on the Rain is the same song, right? Yes. yes. Blame it on the rain. I have vague memories of Millie Vanilli as a kid. Yeah, it was early. I mean, they were done by like ninety. They were done like after the lip sync thing. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. which well, is the funny. Thing is, the thing, is, the thing is, like, like, like I always call it the lip sync thing too, but it's, it's more than the lip sync. Like they weren't even singing on the album. Right. <laughs> like, it's like insane. Yeah, because I remember, remember when Ashley Simpson went through that thing in SNL and they were calling yeah, her out sure. for it and they're like, well, this is just like Millie Vanilli. And you're right, it's, it's not. Because <laughs> I, presumably she sang on her album. Right. Um, But uh, I actually really liked it because it, it's, I don't think anybody at the time like ever thought of the, like how those two guys were affected by it. Like, yeah. Because like they were not the ones that came up with this plot. Yeah. They were two good-looking guys that they were like, these are going to be the singers. And then it, they didn't like their voices, and they were like, well, it's just... <laughs> like, that wasn't their idea. Did they roll with it? Yeah, they made millions. Of course they rolled with it. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> but then, like, God, like, they were the ones that were really adversely yeah. affected by it. Like, they were they were destroyed by it, so... Can you imagine... Uh, I don't know. I guess... I guess I'm at a different point in my life. I just can't imagine getting that mad. <laughs> I guess maybe it was like a Millie Vanilli super fan, like, but I can't, I don't know, I just can't put my shells myself in the shoes of someone who gets, who's like, feels betrayed by the people who say, blame it on the ring. Yeah, right, right. No, I get that. They were popular at the time, for sure. I mean, they went platinum and stuff, so they were, they were a big deal, but um, I think the, the, and they make a point to mention this multiple times and cover it in the documentary is, once they won the Grammy... Right. That was where people went, mm-hmm. now we have people winning Grammys for stuff they didn't actually perform. That's fair. Yeah. Like, that's where people got kind of pissed. And it's still silly. It's a fucking Grammy. Hold down. <laughs> like, yeah. In the industry, it's important. I'm not trying to poo-poo it, but, like, it's an award for people who are already famous and the, wealthy. Well, that, Let's not. The Grammys, to me, might be the most ridiculous. Well, maybe TV now. Maybe the Emmys now. But the Grammys are just so ridiculous to me because, like, I don't know. Music is so, in my opinion, music is so subjective. Like, I, like different songs compl- hit people like, differently. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't. Music is different than, like, like, there are movies that I think anybody under the sun. Now, I'm not saying they don't enjoy it, but anybody, like, The Room. Yeah. It's a bad movie. Right. Does that mean you can't enjoy it? No, absolutely. You can absolutely enjoy it. Not everybody will, but like, yes, you. But you have to admit, like, it's not a good movie. Like, it's not a good movie. <laughs> but like, music, how do you? You can't I don't do know. that. And there are so many. There's so many albums that come out every yeah. year, especially now with like streaming. I don't even know. Like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Why are we? Why are there music critics? I guess is it's kind of weird. Yeah. To me. Like, I well, don't... you know what? I would say with critics, I think you can like if you find women with your taste, you can find one okay, and latch on cool. to yeah, like yeah, someone yeah, who sure. can do that's the fair. work for you. That's almost. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Or if it's like a, like if you're in like metal. Yes. Yeah. And you want to go to a metal site to hear what the metal like what's, what are the good it. albums this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I, so that's not fair. I guess I just don't understand like I don't know. 
I don't know how you can actively say like this is a this this, is this the, song is bad. This artist is bad. Like you can say like I don't like it. Right. Yeah. Like for or sure. Like, this is the best album of the year. You can't. How do you say that with how many albums come you out? Can't. Every year? It's you haven't heard them all. No. <laughs> so yeah. um, I don't. Know, it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, watched a bit of that. Uh, some documentaries and stuff. I think that's about it. That's, okay. That's about where I'm at with it. Yep. All right. I've got a couple of horror ones I want to get to first. All right. Since we are a horror podcast, let's start with mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I offered nothing. In, uh, Yellow no, Jackets. No, no, Yellow Jackets kinda, and uh, yeah. Thriller, I would count. I'll give you Thriller. Movie Vanilli, depending on how you look yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. I finished yes, it. Yes, you finished it up. It's done. Wrapped it up. I heard it was a bit of a roller coaster of quality. First, two, I felt I almost felt bad. Because I went in the Discord after like the first two episodes, like this is awesome, this is sweet. Because the first two episodes are very good. Yeah. Um, third episode's not as good, and then it hits. It becomes a laundry folding show for like episodes four through eight. Yeah. I want to say, Sounds <laughs> like, like a streaming show. Yeah. It like four through eight. I was sitting there going like, Ugh. so this could have been, and then nine and ten pick back up again. I don't know if it made up for how boring four through. So eight it should have been a movie, is what you're saying. Should have been a movie, or it should have. So here's the thing. I also watched Echo, and I'm, oh, I haven't finished Echo yet. That's five episodes? Five episodes, and then I, I went, similar to Echo, like, I'm like, I actually think Echo should have been ten episodes, and this Godzilla movie should have, or the show should have been like five episodes. Echo was shot as eight. They cut a ton of stuff, I heard. I guess I'll talk about Echo yeah. here, too, now, because, yes, I, I, I'm three episodes in, I like it. And I'm surprised because they obviously dumped it and they have no confidence in it. Yeah. Um, and I, it's probably not doing well. I don't know um, either. But like I'm three episodes in and I dig it. And I think some of it is with Echo. Um, I really like stories about like Native American myths and legends and it's lore. It's interesting to you. Yeah. Yes. Sure. And I've read some of the comics. Uh, I've read the Echo stories. And there's one like Vision Quest one that I, uh, David Mack. David Mack. Yeah. yeah wrote in, and I really like it. Um I'm not like a particular Echo fan. She's a cool character, yeah. though. Yeah. But she's a cool character, and I like a lot of that stuff. And there's also a lot of uh, actors from Reservation Dogs that show up in the yes, show, like too. Yes, three or four. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And I like every... So I'm like, oh, yeah. But th- that's also the issue, because like it introduces these side characters. I like these characters. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I want to spend more time with this group of people, but... Either they needed to make it 10 episodes, make it longer, or make it a movie where they cut those people out and just streamline it like crazy. Yeah, and now you have a weird in-between where it's... Yeah, there. now it's a weird in-between. But I do want to say, I do, I like it, and I think it deserved a little bit better fate than what it's got. Sure. Um, How's my boy uh, Vinny D? <laughs> I'm not as big a fan I know you're of not. his Kingpin. I know you're not. That's what I was asking. I'm, I'm honestly curious. Like, um, is, it, is it different? Is it... Are you kind of feeling the same? As, I'm kind of feeling the same. Yeah. I think he's goofy. Um... Yeah. I think I will say this: the first episode is the most weirdly paced episode of television yeah. I think I've ever watched. But it was so bizarre that I was kind of into it because it's just like it felt like a comic, and that it's got like flashback scenes to like yeah. stuff that you read because they obviously don't think you remember any of Hawkeye. And guess what? They're not wrong. <laughs> 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 I liked Hawkeye, but like I was sitting there watching it, like, oh, I don't really know. I remember that. How was? Uh, I'm assuming Daredevil has shown up at this point. Yeah, but I don't think I'm to the big moments of okay. him. He kind of flashes around. Um, How'd you feel about Daredevil so and the so action, far? The action is good. There are some really wonky edits. Um, I will say this. I think it benefits, too, from something that these Marvel shows have run into is, like, the effects have been shit. Um, this is not an effects-heavy show, and I think that helps it. That's one of the benefits of the... And I know you've... you've I don't... Have you really tried Netflix. some of the Netflix stuff? I tried. I've... Punisher and Daredevil, mostly. 
Daredevil was real. I, I really enjoyed the Netflix Daredevil. Do I recognize that it didn't need to be thirteen episodes a season? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I do think though it's it's a pretty like as far as superhero shows go, it's one of the better ones that we've ever got. Okay, yeah. Um, I know that bar is um, and it's not not that it's not high. It's just you know it's. Yeah. So I know you said they're retooling the Daredevil show. Yes. Born again. Are they still doing it in the six episode arcs? Do you know? Because um, I, I really liked that idea. Actually, I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming that's the case, but I don't know. The, the issue with... The reason why they're retooling Daredevil is because, A, they had the chance to with the with the strikes. Yeah. And, B, they were like maybe... I don't, they were a certain amount through shooting it and went, maybe we should have a showrunner. Right. <laughs> and then they had hired somebody to be a showrunner. Right. Which is insane, right? <laughs> what a concept. I don't know. Marvel's got to figure that. Well, I think that's kind of what's been happening. Yeah, I think they're starting to. Well, we'll see. I'm so. very curious. I want a. So there's that MCU book that I actually want to read quite a bit. Um, that jo- great. is it Joanna yeah. Robinson? Yeah. But that covers. I really want a book about the last couple of years when uh, Chapek was in charge, mm-hmm. like Bob, because it that seems to be the turning point for a lot of this stuff, and I'm very curious to see what's been going on there. I initially when it when the whole thing. When I say the whole thing, I mean like that post Endgame kind of yeah fluctuations in in how people felt about Marvel stuff, the amount of money it was making, critically how it was doing all the, everything we're seeing now. My initial thought was this was always going to happen after Endgame, right? And I think to a certain degree it was. And then after like a couple of years worth of movies and shows, I went, no, we're just something's up. Something like, something's definitely up, and yeah. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think we we have talked about like yeah, yeah what my feelings on it too. But I do want to say I like that go. Um, cool. Back to Monarch though, which I'm like a little bit. I'm actually more mixed on it. Mm-hmm. The and this is kind of the general consensus anyway that I've gathered yeah. from reviews I have read. The 2015 stuff when. Russell is Kurt Russell is not on screen is dire. It is just so boring. <laughs> like, so anytime Kurt Russell is not involved in, in the, the 2000, modern era, yeah. yeah, the 60s stuff. I think it's 60s or 50s. I can't remember right now. Um, with Wyatt Russell, but also um, uh, Marie Yamamoto who plays Keiko. Yeah. Um, that stuff. I like all of the characters in that. There's and, yeah, and I really <laughs> and I really wish like the show was just that. Okay. Um, because the flash. Well, I like Skull Island a lot. And I think you did too. Right? Yes, I did too. I like the um, period piece aspect of it. So. I did too. Yeah. So that was the thing. I would probably give Monarch one episode in season two to see if it hooks me. Like that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think it's kind of on the bubble anyway. It's an expensive show. Well, <laughs> I, I, we joked about how those how expensive those Apple Plus shows are, mm-hmm. and then I looked at like they released some of their viewership data because like you kind of have to now. <laughs> What's the fucking the Foundation show is like embarrassingly low. Like is it? nobody watches it. It's crazy. Like that has to be the most expensive show ever made. It looks insane. <laughs> But you know what? Apple has the money to blow. They know like these shows are. Well, they do, but Netflix had the money to blow too. Yeah, I think. When... I know Apple's a different beast, but but even Apple's starting to pare back on this stuff. Yeah, well, we saw what happened with Netflix, right? Yeah. Remember when we were like like years ago, we were like, "How are they making all these movies?" Like, <laughs> I think with Apple, they see these shows kind of as like a loss leader, where they know they're going to lose money, but they want to draw people in for their products on top of it, so they yeah. can sell them iPads, iPhones, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's I, a little different, yeah. 
Um, so anyway, I, yeah, I do want to mention there's not a lot of monster action, but that didn't bother me. I liked the Hollow Earth stuff quite a bit in this. I, I always like the Hollow Earth. Me too. Thing. I yeah. think it's I think it's you know, it's it, neat and it's cool. So anyway, yeah, Monarch. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I felt bad when for, it's good. It's good, but yeah. it's not good to, uh, often enough. Destroy All Neighbors is a movie I watched. Yeah, um, okay. this is Heard jo- of it. Uh, yeah Jonah Ray Rodriguez. Um, I don't know who wrote and directed, but he's the he's the dude that hosted the new Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Mm. Um, he's he's like a writer, a comedian. Um, Thomas Lennon, John Daly. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who am I? Oh, Alex Winter. Love Alex. <laughs> yeah. So got a soft spot for him. This I've seen a lot of people compare it to like early Peter Jackson, maybe some Sam Raimi. Mix in like um kind of like a Meet the Feebles Peter Jackson. That's what uh Little Monsters remind me of. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is a a straight up. It's a straight up comedy. Um, it's got a great cast. It's got great practical effects. Uh, the director whose name is escaping me. He did like commercials and stuff. I want to say like it's a good looking straight to like video streaming movie. Nice. Like it looks good. Um, the humor falls a little bit. <laughs> I think some of it hinges on how much you, Alex Winter plays like in like an Eastern European guy. Let's like really into like EDM and shit. Um, and I think it hinges on how much you can tolerate of his performance because it's very broad and over the top. And about halfway through it, I go and like, man, I don't know if I like this performance. <laughs> like it's just, oh, Alex, oh, poor sweet Alex. They let him. They let him go. Uh, but if you like it. You'll like it. I liked the movie, but I wish because it's really sweet and it's got kind of like a it's got a good message about how like your neighbors. It's called destroy all neighbors, but like your neighbors really inspire you to loving do, your neighbors about loving your neighbors yeah. and um. So I liked it. There's a great um Kumail Nanjiani cameo too that is honestly the funniest scene in the movie. It's like a back and forth between them. It's just, it's hysterical. Um. Oh, I should mention. I just saw. Uh, I just I should say I listened to. Uh huh. A Nanjiani performance. I saw Migration in theaters. The new Illumination. Oh, yeah. I, I meant to say that. Yeah. How was that? It's cute. Good. It's good. I watched the uh, one you talked about, Elemental. Thought it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That, that's kind of how I felt about animated <laughs> movies thus far. Yeah. yeah. I liked all the colors. My son liked yeah. all the colors. That's, that's Josie's fourth movie in the theaters. Good. Yeah. Good. No live actions yet. We haven't yeah. done a live action one yet. We'll yeah. see. I'm curious what would be. I kind of looked at the release schedule. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. It's going to be a weird year. I considered Wonka. Yeah, I wonder but if she... But I don't know if she'd be that into it. Yeah. I know it's like a musical, too, I think. That might help. Yeah, that she might help. She loves music. Uh, people have said it's really good. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. What anyway. was, there was one more thing I wanted to... Oh, my God. I yeah, sorry. I, I need to mention... One more superhero thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. I When watching X-Men Evolution, yes. and I texted you a hot take. Well, you texted me you had a hot take. So I had a hot take that I texted you that my hot take originally was, yeah. it holds up better than... The animated series from the 90s. The 90s. And I also said the tone and the quality is closer to those really great DC cartoons. Batman, the animated series, and Superman. I agree with both. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna walk back, I think, the tone part of that Batman, Superman, because I think it's a little bit aimed tor- towards a younger audience, maybe a little bit. I would agree. At least the first season that I've watched. <laughs> I would agree, but I don't... I would agree. Okay. I think it's... I think it's aimed at a similar age age audience. The difference is it it tonally it feels more like a Marvel comic, whereas Batman and Superman feel like DC comics. So what I so wanted I, yeah. the amendment I wanted to make to that hot take is it is the version of Ultimate X Men that I wanted. 
like the comic book Ultimate X-Men. Sure. This is what I wish that was. There's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually a... like the Ultimate X-Men comics. Do you? Um, the early, like early on. The Miller stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like, I do like yeah. that early stuff. Um, it winds up becoming a... All the Ultimate stuff becomes a mess. Spider-Man stays pretty consistent. The bend of Spider-Man stays pretty consistently good. That's the one. But but it keeps itself kind of siloed from a lot of the rest of the stuff. That was smart. (laughs) And probably by design, yeah. Yeah. Well, Bendis takes over Ultimate X-Men. His run is just kind of boring on Ultimate X-Men, if I recall correctly. By by that point, I was kind of like over it already anyway. I was kind of like, all right, you know, but... No, I actually like the Ultimate X-Men stuff, yeah. the early stuff, yeah. Well, Evolution was originally, I think the guy did Gargoyles. I think he worked on Gargoyles. The, Gargoyles coming back, I heard. That comic is supposed to be really good. Too. Yeah. The new, is it Boom or Dynamite? I think it's Boom. Yeah. Yeah. But he worked, and it was originally pitched as like an idea for an X-Men movie. I don't know, how, I don't think it got very far along in the process. But sure. like our boy, the original um, true believer, Avi Arad, said that <laughs> like he wanted the X-Men to already exist and like be a team that's why we got the version we got so anyway i've really been enjoying it um i i'll watch the season two i'm catching up on a different show now i took a break and I'll, uh, I'll jump it's on back disney in. plus i assume then it's on disney plus it's a good show for me to watch uh well it's my shift to watch the kid because yeah yeah it's a i don't want to sound insulting here but like it is aimed at a younger audience. Sure. My kid can look at the screen and like see like a cartoon. I'm, I don't feel bad about it. And also like I can kind of keep my eye on him and then kind of I've been doing the exact same thing with uh, the Ninja Turtles 2003 series. Yeah. Which is around the same time. I want to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Paramount Plus. I've, I've been watching yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, it's – a lot of people like online will talk about like, oh, it's, it's so much darker. Well, yeah. It's darker than the 87 yeah. series. Like uh, – <laughs> It's hard not to be, but it's not like, it feels like one of those shows where like, if I had a master list of like the, the important episodes that I should be watching and I could skip some of the, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'd probably enjoy it more. My, like I still enjoy it, but it's <laughs> my wife wanted to, I, she talked about wanting to watch next generation, Star Trek next generation. Like uh, you don't, you don't want to watch all seven seasons, seven seasons. Like, let me find a list yes. of you for like the That's stuff you what need this to is watch. Like. And yeah. it's not the, overall. I think the, the list would probably have more episodes than not. Right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't like cut the show in half. It would be like maybe three quarters. But there's there's some episodes in there where you're like, what are we doing? Like, I know this is a kids' cartoon, but like. Good gravy. This is like the plot we came up with. Is it like a, a garbage man that's fighting people? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but then I kind of love that stuff too. Right. So I don't know. It is. That's kind of the fun of revisiting stuff like X Files, Buffy, stuff like that. Yeah. Is like you kind of you kind of want the stinkers in there too. Yeah. It feels it feels it feels more. Um, it's kind of what I miss. Feels about, right. It, what I miss about the old model. I guess the broadcast. You know, it's well. Even broadcast has gone to shorter seasons. It has like, now, but like, yeah. yeah, back then it was like you're. We're ordering a twenty some episode seasons. season, yeah. And they go, we've got scripts for like ten, <laughs> or we've got ideas for like ten, and they go, yeah. figure the rest out, figure dummies. Rest out. <laughs> like, well, I guess we're gonna fight a garbage man. And you do get some diamonds in the rough in there, but anyway, there are some good ones in there. Yeah. Yes, but anyway, yeah. Time machine time. Let's do it. We're going back to two thousand four. No, later than that. Uh, it's February. 10th. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Or February 5th, 2010. Yeah, February 5th, 2010. What was I thinking? Maybe because of the turtles thing. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, anyway, right. yes. We're gonna run through this top 10 songs and then we'll. What's get our into the sound? Uh, oh, sorry. Very good. Very good. It's the wintry winds. <laughs> the winds of winter. Here's what we're listening to on the way to go see this movie, and it's very short theatrical run. Um, 
Number 10, Hey Soul Sister by Train. Uh, uh. I like that song. Uh, that one? To, yeah. Hey Soul Sister. I live with, this is around the time I live with my buddy Joe, and we would watch a lot of baseball games. Um, Were you at FanVit at this point? I was. Uh, I lived in Chicago at this point. You had I, left. This was right before, I think. Uh, no, this was, I believe this is right before I moved here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, because no, you went down to Indiana when you left. Yes. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, I, li- I think I lived in Chicago at You're this You're a world point. traveler. Yeah, I lived with Joe, and we would, uh, they would always, at Orioles games, they, Baltimore Orioles games, they would play Hazel Sister. And we were like, why the hell are they playing that? Anyway. Did they win? It was like after they get, yeah, it was either after they win or maybe they lost. I, maybe it was like, a, like, sometimes when you lose, you got to calm the fans down. So you play a little train. <laughs> <laughs> bring him back to earth. I we don't know a lot of these songs. Uh, har- I don't know a lot of these. Hard by Rihanna and Young G. <laughs> no, excuse me. Empire that. State of Mind by Jay Z and Alicia Keys. That's yeah, a, yeah. it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, song called "Sexy Bitch" by David Guetta and Akon. No, replay. Akon. By- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Oh, you've got an Akon story? No, I oh, just okay. Akon. <laughs> like that's a name I haven't heard. in was he the I- I'm in love with a stripper? No, that's a. I think that's a different. Okay. Akon did. Uh, I remember two things about Akon. He did. Uh, I just had sex with Lonely Island. Yes. Which is great, and I'm th- fairly certain he's the guy who like launched a female fan off the stage by by, by thrusting like, by her thrusting butt. her right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he like launched her though. T Pain yeah. is I'm in love with a stripper. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I, I like T-Pain. Really loved. I'm, I'm a little strike. I song. I a story about that song too, but. <laughs> Uh, number uh, number six is Replay by Yes. I think no I don't know that one mm. um, number five is Baby by Justin Bieber and Ludacris this oh the- yeah I just read a list of the 40 most obnoxious pop songs of Baby's all on there it, and, and I I can't disagree it's yeah. it's pretty obnoxious I've never been a believer like I'm not a big uh, <laughs> no he did that there. one song for the Karate Kid soundtrack okay I will never say never Oh, from the remember he had the video. He had yeah, the, it was yeah. good. Yeah. That's the one song I like of his. I mean, I'm not gonna like listen to it right now. Yeah, but yeah. I, okay. Uh, number four is Bedrock by Young Money and Lloyd. So this is I can make your bed rock. I yeah, just, that's a good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, number three, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Yeah, love it. Number two is Today Was a Fairy Tale by Taylor Swift. T Swift. I don't. Let's move I'm, on. Yeah, I'm not, nope. I don't want to get the Swifties nope. on our tail. Let's move on. Number one, a song that I loved, uh, TikTok by Kesha. This is like, TikTok mm, on the clock. Someone sent That's a bunch of song. Star Trek original series scenes to this song, and I loved it because they matched the- Was it sweet? It, they matched clips from the original series perfectly to this song, yeah. and I watch it all the time. <laughs> I always like Kesha because she's kind of wild. She's very wild. She, hosts a, uh, she has a ghost show on Travel Channel. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Do we just double back to the Swifties? Uh, where we're not going to talk smack about Taylor. I just don't know the song. I'll be honest. I just don't okay. Know it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, this is I know a fair amount of Taylor songs. <laughs> I will say we, I, we don't want the we don't want the Snyder Bros mad at us. We don't want the no, Swifties. No, mad at no, us. no. The two people, two groups. Um, I will say um, if we have any Swifties listening, uh, can you please give me some Taylor Swift as somebody who's not familiar with her uh, catalog of work? Can you give me some um, Taylor Swift songs? That I can convince my five-year-old daughter to play that are not, um, uh, God, what she's been playing a couple. Oh, are not shake it off. Shake it, yeah, that's like a good one for a kid. She, right? Yeah, she loves it, but I, I don't need to hear shake it off as many times. Josie's got like five or six songs on repeat you right know now. Who might be can able I tell to help you what they are? Out here. 
Go ahead. Uh, the founder might be able to help you out here. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Help me out, founder. I think a uh, friend of the show, Gojo, is a Taylor Swift fan, too. So, so uh, my wife, I wouldn't call her a fan. But, but she, she knows the music. She does. She knows. She knows. Right. Well, she likes Taylor Swift. She's, she not, went to the she's not listening to this, but, you know, <laughs> our wives don't She's listen. done with our, uh, yeah. our tomfoolery long ago. She yeah. has to listen to me all the time. Yeah, exactly. They're they're <laughs> over it. No. Um, I dro- the other day, I just dropped, like, sometimes I drop out, like, horror knowledge or, like, wrestling knowledge, and my wife at this point is just like, you've got a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Do like, it then. The <laughs> yeah. Take it. Take it to Willie's house. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm exhausted for the kid. I'm fucking around my phone. Shut up about. I don't blame her. <laughs> shut up about Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. I, I've, I've, hey, I've heard it before. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So my repeat songs right now for Josie are "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Um. I'm getting a lot of "Who Let the Dogs Out" by the Baja Men. Classic. She's uh, discovering the classics. Yeah. Oh yeah, the classics. Um. Uh, it's a mermaid party from one of the Barbie films, not the Margot Robbie one. But like one, one of the toy ones. One of the animated yeah. uh, Barbie films. Um, there are mermaids in the Barbie movie, the Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie. Well, as there should be. Uh, John Cena's one of them. John Cena and Dua Lipa, I believe, are the mermaids. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I've talked about this movie. It's really good. <laughs> okay, I gotta watch it. Um, I, I mean, I wanted to. It's on Max, right? Yeah, it's on Max. All right, so. sweet. That's my next thing. Yeah. I, I say that every single episode, right. and I still haven't done it. That's right. I, oh, anyway, I should never get Max. Um, uh, and then the oh, next you want to watch True Detective, don't you? Probably. I do want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah. Uh, Castle on a Cloud from the Les Mis soundtrack. Oh wow! Okay. Right. And then uh, this is the greatest show from the Greatest Showman. I watched. So I threw like I like the Greatest Showman. Uh, I, that we were putting the or we working on putting the child to bed because yes. it's a gradual process, and I threw that on for background noise. And I'm like, this is like good. It's a good soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack yeah, yeah. and yeah. a good movie. Yeah. So that but one I don't where get. Efron and Jackman like do the dance together, and oh, like, yeah. that's, that's good. That's good stuff. I like that movie. Yeah. I like it too. I mean, it's insanity, but I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Hey, should we uh, talk about Frozen? I we probably should. Yeah, because I do like this movie. Strangely enough, I haven't don't hear a lot of Frozen. Yeah. Uh, the other one. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of Frozen uh, songs yeah. in my house, which is nice. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> um, yes, but this is Adam kid, Green's Frozen. I'm hoping my kid likes uh, Hercules. I like that soundtrack. That's a good soundtrack. Frozen by Adam Green. Three skiers stranded on a chairlift are forced to make life or death choices, which prove more perilous than staying put and freezing to death. Yeah. Directed by, written and directed by Adam Green, starring Sean Ashmore, Emma Bell, and Kevin Zeggers. Yes. Um. I'd, I'd seen this before a long time ago. You've seen this before as well. Yes. Not our first times watching this. A couple times, probably. Yeah. Uh, um, what do we think of this go around? Yeah. Um, I've always liked this movie, and uh, I enjoyed it this time around as well. I think it's a fun... I think it's tough. You know, when you, when you make a movie, a horror film, and there's a lot of them with this, like, this one location stranded thing, um, oh. Jaws gets gets kind of compared to these movies a lot and Jaws is not that really. No. It's different than this stuff. Um but when you when you make a movie like this where it's, you know, a small group that's kind of stranded uh and trying to survive, I think it's easy for it to become to wear its welcome, I guess. Uh just by nature because you're like <laughs> you're stuck with a small group of people in one setting and it you're not getting a lot of variety out of what you're watching um some of these movies have relied on kind of flashbacks and stuff like that i think to um mix things up a bit for the viewer 
Um, the descent is one that I would think of. I always think yeah. of uh, where it's some of the, some of the use of flashbacks and stuff is able to kind of take you out of the cave a little bit, um, remove you from that, and kind of like palate cleanse before you get back into it. Um, two very different movies, but I mean similarities know. though. Yeah, Forty Seven Meters Down, another one that I think is a good example of it. Uh, the Blake Lively Shark movie. Uh, God, what is the name of that one? Oh, I like that shells. I like that shells. Yep. yep. Um, the uh, the alligator one that came crawl. out of few, crawl. Thank yep. you, man. You're on point. I love it because I'm not. I just said the alligator one. The shark. That's, what, one. Hey, that's what I'm here. But these are all <laughs> movies I think have similarities just based on mm-hmm. what they're doing here. And uh, this time around, I enjoyed it. I will say it's funny because I, I having having recently watched. Um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the three, four. I'm sorry, four Hatchet films, and having recently listened to some episodes of the movie crypt i see so much more of adam green's um adam green's dialogue in this movie than i did before and that's not a, that's not a bad thing it feels it makes it feel more adam green to me right whether you like him or not that's that it feels like an adam green movie i always thought frozen one felt like kind of an outlier in my head before but i don't necessarily know that it does i think it still feels like an adam green movie it's just a little bit more restrained in its in its violence and in its scope than a lot of the Adam Green movies that came before and after, for sure. Right. And uh, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, for me, it's a good thing. I actually really appreciate seeing him <laughs> kind of containing himself in this smaller... I'd like to see something... I don't want to see Frozen 2, but I want to see I'd like to see something more akin to this from him again. I feel like um he's a guy with really great ideas and and I really really enjoy I do think his dialogue can be a lot of fun and can have some of that 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 inspired by the Tarantino generation of filmmakers. Like he has that that vibe about him that like lightning fast like back and forth. That that witty dialogue. Everybody's kind of talking about stuff that's not necessarily germane to the plot at that point. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Making references to pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. and and uh, I I like all that. I've I like that. that. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I like it's, that the, it's stuff. the Kevin Smith. It's people that were inspired by kind of like the Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, yeah. that 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 generation of of director, right? Um, Which is when we grew up, so we have kind of probably have an affinity. Absolutely, for it yeah. yeah. I like Eli Roth does a, a similar thing with some of his stuff. Um, there's other directors that I, I'm right. going to try and. And look from, but um, uh, what I always remember about uh, Frozen is that I remember it being a mean movie. Like I remember going, "Holy shit!" Like no one in this movie is do is going to like nothing's going to end well for these people. Like, yeah. and I remember being, I don't get disturbed with horror movies too often. Um. There are a handful of scenes in in movies, period, <laughs> horror or non, that stick with me and make me feel like I watched something I shouldn't have watched. Or I, I don't know if you ever saw a video on the internet as as a teen or as a young fellow that you probably shouldn't have seen. Oh, for sure. And you wish you hadn't have yeah. seen. Okay, okay, that's fair. Well, we don't need to talk about it. We've all seen videos we probably wish we wouldn't have seen. Um. There are a few moments in movie history that make me feel that same feeling, where I feel like I just I need to take a shower. Frozen, I always consider it as one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we'll talk about the moment. But uh, I think it, I would argue it might have two moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one for me in particular. Okay. Um, but uh, I was curious to see if I still if it still hit. And it does. Okay. It still worked for me. And I went, oh, God, I have that gross, that, I don't, it's indescribable, that feeling of just your stomach feels funky and you don't feel, yeah. So, um, I enjoyed it quite a bit this time around. I enjoyed it the last time I watched it and the time before that. I think it's a strong movie. I think there's, there's, the only issues I have with it are I do feel like there's a little bit of, Beating you over the head with the dynamics of these three's relationships. Sometimes, I we understand like it's not that hard to figure out based on some of the early dialogue how everybody feels about each other in this group of three, and it just kind of we keep hammering that point home a little bit. Um, by the end, I do think that they are able to kind of Green's able to kind of move past that a little bit and just make them people that are just trying to get out of this. Yeah. And some of that stuff, I think, works for me. It too. does. Yeah. It does work. But I, I don't. We've all been. Either. I think. What's interesting is we've all been one of the three roles in that situation. I think at some point in our lives, mm-hmm. um, and we've all been, we, we've all been the outsider in a relationship with somebody who is. We're now with these two people who have a history. We've all been the friend who is kind of jealous of the outsider coming in and we've all been the person who has to try and maintain the balance right and they're all uncomfortable positions so I, I'm not not I'm not dogging that I think it's a great dynamic I think sometimes it gets a little bit heavy-handed at, yes. at times yeah um, especially post post tragedy yeah where I'm like God, at this point you would move the fuck on and try and <laughs> yeah but anyway I really enjoy frozen I think everybody should check it out um, I think it's been lost in the shuffle, probably because another movie with the same title came out, and it's hard to Google this movie. Well, it got so it got kind of lost in the shuffle yes. upon release too. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've got some stuff on that later on. But okay, so how did you feel this time around? I remember liking it back in the day. I think I probably liked it a little more now, um, and I think some of it is even recognizing its flaws in some ways. Yeah, because sure. I, I think as I've gotten older, I've realized like there's a reason why I'm drawn to these movies. And like, I appreciate like, this is not a perfect movie by any means. I think some of the dialogue, like I said, gets heavy handed, even a little bit yeah. like cringy, mm-hmm. but it's, that's kind of the charm for me in a lot of like, it's a horror. second movie. It's a second movie. Or um, no third, third. Yeah. I'm sorry. Third. Well, but it, yeah. And, and, but like, I like that. And like, part of it is like where, how they shot it and some of the stuff they had to do. And, it is, it is what it is, but I like that. And it, but it also feels like raw and honest in a lot of ways, yeah. too. It feels like someone pouring their heart into that stuff. Um, and, you know, I've grown to appreciate that as I've gotten older. Like, um, anyway, I do want to talk a little bit. I think I want to spend like a, a minute or two talking about Adam Green and his career, maybe yeah. leading up to this. The, and then, I mean, the plot is the plot. I mean, it's, this is, I would we can, go, yeah. we'll talk about the key beats, but like, I'll go there's not a it. ton of plot in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I do want to, because like this will get, also get my feelings toward, towards the movie out, I think, yeah. too. So he worked originally, I believe, at like Time Warner Cable and advertising in like the 1990s, I think like the late 90s. Um, Will Baird also worked with him. They shot commercials. 
Is it Barrett? Is yeah. It Barrett? Barrett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they did. They shot commercials together. Uh, the two of them teamed up because they did that movie Coffee and Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen that. There are two movies of Adam Green's I haven't seen. That one and um, Spiral. I have not seen. Okay, so this is his fourth movie technically because Spiral came out after Hatchet, but before Frozen. Yeah, Spiral he co-directed with um the dude from Don jo- Dodgeball. That's how I remember <laughs> Joel David Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Coffee and Donuts morphed into Holliston, correct? Is I think yes. what happened. And I think Coffee and Donuts is not. He doesn't. I don't think he considers it like his first movie because it was very independent. Like they shot it like just. It's basically like a very film micro budget. A, yes. I don't know that for sure, but yeah, I think I've heard him say that. Holliston was a very charming show at the time. Uh, Never seen it. No. No. It's, I watched it recently. It's on Shutter now. I think because they were trying to. They were really trying to get a third season yeah. for it. and Never came through. I don't think it's like. It's very sitcommy. It's kind of goofy. Because what was it on? Scream? No, not Scream. What was it? Chiller? Uh, no. <laughs> it was something else. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'll I re- look it up. But. Yeah, I remember being a. Um, it's like Dee Snyder shows up as like the wacky neighbor. It's very sitcommy. Not all of it lands. The singer, uh, Dave Brocky from Guar shows yes. up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it, but not all of it lands. Anyway. Um, Fearnet, right? Fearnet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot all about Fearnet. I didn't have to Google it. Look at yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and then in 2006, they released the movie Hatchet as well. They founded a a production company around this time too with uh, Corey Neal called Aeroscope Pictures, which I think is still what they refer to a lot of their productions Mm -hmm. as, but under Aeroscope. Yeah. Um, so he, he did Hatchet in 2006, 2007, he directed Spiral with- Spiral was a weird one because he shot that like either during the filming of Hatchet or like immediately after. I think it was, yeah, like- Immediately after, because then he wrote Frozen during the filming of Spiral. Yeah, is what happened, and that one I, I do want to watch because it's got like it's got Amber Tamblyn, Joel David Moore, and Zachary Levi, isn't it? It's too? a weird psychological. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not his usual. Yeah, um, that they that company also produced the movie called Grace, which was um Jordan Ladd was in it. It was like like the baby is like a thirst. It's born like has a thirst for human blood. It wasn't crazy about that one. No, no, yeah. I remember like a breastfeeding scene. It was pretty <laughs> gross. So anyway, he wrote um, this. Uh, he wrote this well. Oh, you know what? He may have been on Grace. Actually, I might be getting it confused. Yeah. Either way, um, but it was inspired by him. He was a skier. Um, he was busy. Yeah, he was a skier. Um, he wanted to do the whole thing practically. I think that's a big plus for this movie. Is actually it's like, yeah, it, it adds a ton to it. Yes. Um, so yeah, and I think like uh, I think this is an important movie. And I kind of of the movies I've seen, this is I like it better than. The Hatchet movies, I like it better than Digging Up the Morrow. This is probably my favorite of his movies. Um, as I go through yeah. his filmography, I think yep. it's. I think, like you mentioned, I think a little bit of restraint goes a long way. And I just wanted to mention, like it's been a while. Uh, I'm sure there are tons of reasons why he hasn't made more movies. I wish he made more movies. I agree. I, I think wish we he did need more, more Adam Green. Yeah, I wish he did more work. Yeah. Um, um he's uh, he's just. I don't know. I, his filmography is interesting enough to where I'm like, make more, please. Yeah. I know that's not that simple, but... Um, no, it's not just like snap your fingers and make more, but like, I yeah. guess what I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I think we're in the same place. Like, I wish the output was more... I wish you had more, yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, I wish it didn't. that reason didn't exist. I wish there were more Anne <laughs> Green yeah, yes. movies, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I will we'll quick go quick through. For sure, that. yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Walker, his girlfriend Parker O'Neill, and his best friend Joe Lynch... 
uh, travel to a ski resort to enjoy a day on the slopes. On the evening of their final night, the three friends convince the ski lift operator to let them go on one last run down the mountain before the resort closes for the week due to incoming weather. The ski lift operator gets relieved from duty by a second operator. The first operator advises the second one that there are three people who still needed to come down, but the second operator mistakes the three mingling skiers for Dan, Parker, and Joe and shuts down the chairlift, leaving the three friends trapped many feet above the ground. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> uh, I've got a bunch of notes at because we get a, we get some cameos and references in this movie. Well, we get Adam Green, Joe Lynch. They um, are playing, yeah, the Douche Brothers. Obnoxious, yeah. Is their names because yeah. they do like they did short films for a while. Under I don't know if they're still they still do the short films and they release them around, around Halloween. Yeah, yeah. They every year, yep. every year they still mm-hmm. do them around the time I think they would do them for like I think it was Fright Fest. They were and they'd call themselves the Douche Brothers. The Douche Brothers, yeah. yes. And that's kind of fun. That's the characters they're playing in this. Uh, we also get. Um, his fiance at the time, Adam Green's fiance, who would later become his wife and then later become his ex-wife, according to Wikipedia, um, plays the woman that Sean Ashmore is interested in. Yes, in that's right. Yep. Um, we get Kane Hodder. Kane, of course. Who is also the stunt coordinator of this movie. Love Kane. I do too. <laughs> uh, Kane gets consistent work. Like I see like movies with Kane Hodder coming like he's Dude. like three movies a year. He's uh, <laughs> I never watch any of them. <laughs> what rules about Kane is like I think he's getting a lot of these gigs from like cons like mm-hmm. i think like young filmmakers are walking up to him going hey i'm making a movie and he's like all right Hell yeah pay me this bro <laughs> and they're like all right sweet um d snyder's son is in the movie and d, okay. d snyder voices the lift operator oh i did not know two. that okay that's yeah. fine yeah um joel david moore also provides a voice uh mount holliston is the ski resort resort yes holliston is where adam green grew up yep and the name of the show that they they and created the later show yep, yep. yep. um the three leads were all named after friends of his. There's Star Wars references in this, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, yeah, he's a Star Wars. Guy. Yes, yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, an Aerosmith drop. There is an Aerosmith drop. Yeah, good call. He, they name drop Aerosmith at one point. <laughs> Sean Ashmore does. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to stop and make a mention. No, of I mean, there's, there's. If you've ever listened to the movie Crypt, and if you haven't, you should. It, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I really. It's one of my. That's a podcast that kind of got me through many a work day. Yes. <laughs> So thanks, fellas, who yeah. are probably not hearing this, but thank you for that. Um, it, it's well worth a listen to, a movie crypt, yeah. Um, but I've listened a, off and on for, God, probably like seven or eight years yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know and if you've ever listened to it, you'll recognize that a lot of the stuff that you just mentioned fits totally into the the, the stuff that they've uh, talked about many a time on, on the movie crypt. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, the... I do love the, in these early moments in the movie. I do love the the set. I do love the setup of the relationship between the three of them because it's so important to what, what happens moving forward. Um, I really feel like in a very short period of time we get to kind of know who these characters are, which yeah. I like a lot. They, there's a it's a really there's a really nice kind of succinct way of of identifying not just the relationship to each one, but each one shares, but identifying kind of who they are as individuals too, and I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, that's hard to do in a short period of time. It, it would be easy to write them as um, caricatures or write them uh, in much simpler, uh, you know, I don't know, primary color versions of themselves. But he's able to do a pretty good job of through dialogue and through, uh, and and to be fair, the performances too. Mm-hmm. I think they're all strong, all three. 
through their interactions and the way that they look at each other in certain situations. Like you, you watch, you watch the reaction to uh, Sean Ashmore's character flirting with the uh, female uh, skier. Yeah, and you watch the reactions on the face of uh, uh, his best friend and then his best friend's girlfriend, and they're totally different reactions. You know, the, and, and you immediately go, "Okay, I get." I get what we're doing here. Like I understand how they feel about each other. It, it's, it's, it's impressive to pull that off between the writing and the performance. I think, and, and it makes you care about the characters. And I think some of that too is um, uh, uh, Zegers. I can't remember. His he's great. Story. He's was, great. And yeah. um, he would. The, he's he, another guy I wish had done more stuff. <laughs> he and Sean Ashmore were actually friends, and he recommended oh. Sean Ashmore. Oh like, my gosh, that's cool. So I think maybe that. But I think what you're talking about there is maybe because they have that off-camera relationship. Yeah. They actually both, like, uh, Sean Ashmore's on that Fillion show, that network show, uh, The Rookie, I think. Yeah. And, like... Uh, Ashmore's got a ton of, has done a ton of work. Yes. Yeah. He was... I mean, he had been in all of the X-Men movies by this point, and The Ruins, he was in The Ruins, right? Yes. So, uh, was that Aaron? Because he's got a twin brother, identical twin brother. Uh, I thought he was... I thought Sean... Could be Sean. Was, uh, yeah, he, I'm not sure. Is he the one in Smallville? Sean was in... He did a couple episodes of Smallville, right? Too? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But, like... I'm one just, of them was on Animorphs? <laughs> Animorphs? <laughs> Well, Sean was definitely in the X-Men movies. Yes, he was. Yes. So I always liked him in the X-Men movies. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I thought he's, 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 there's an earnestness to yes. his, his performances. Yep. He feels like a really nice, decent dude, like yep. a good guy. I like him as an actor, yeah. Yeah, me too. And I like Kevin Zegers too. Yeah. He he's, was, but he's on the, uh, he's on the, he was on the Rookie Feds, the spinoff. Oh! And there was a Frozen... Zegers was? Yeah, so there was a Frozen... Because... Um, the spinoff had a frozen reunion. I was looking at IMDb. I'm not, I don't watch the show. That's but, amazing. But like they were both on the rookie Fed spinoff. Was it a ski episode? Or? Uh, hopefully, <laughs> one can hope. Nisi Nash spinoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And for that matter, uh, the uh, actress who plays Parker. Um, I'm, gosh, I'm, why am I? Doing oh, this? yeah. She was uh, on The Walking Dead. She played Amy Emma Bell. On the Walking Dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really like her stuff too. So yeah, all three. She's good in this too. Uh, she's yeah, good, she's given some tough stuff to do later on. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 sometimes when you <laughs> when you have a uh, spoiler alert, a, a lone survivor, like a the last one standing in peril. That's a tough performance, I think, to pull off, like without just screaming. A bunch, and but she's phenomenal. So, yeah. Uh, trapped on the ski lift chair, the trio awaits, awaits rescue. And during a snowstorm, as the hours pass, a snow groomer, Kane Hodder, uh, arrives below them. But its driver fails to notice them, realizing that no one knows. Uh, Kane would notice. Kane would notice. <laughs> Kane, come on. <laughs> he is. He's very observant. Um, realizing that no one knows their whereabouts and that they won't survive being stranded on the chairlift before they are rescued, Dan jumps off the chair. Oh, God. The impact fractures both of Dan's legs, leaving him completely unable to move. Parker and Joe attempt to find a way down to help him, but soon a pack of wolves arrives. Uh, unable to reach him, Joe and Parker can only listen helplessly as Dan is torn apart by the wolves. Stop. I'm laughing uh... because this art is like it's equal parts disturbing and really funny. To me. Like, um, it, it's so mean that there's a funniness to it because it's like the meanest thing. I, is it like a, there's like a howl at one point in the background? Like as and I just laughed. I busted out laughing when I realized what was yeah gonna happen. Yes, pre eating right. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's just a dark just such like a. It's so nasty and dark that it's kind of humorous in its own way. Right. But then the actual like eating happens. <laughs> This is this is the scene that I was referring to. This is the one. Okay. Yeah. There's one later on with the skin 
Okay, yeah. that bothers me not nearly as much. Okay. Do you know why this one bugs me? First of all, the sound design in this movie is really good. It's really good, and they used uh, real wolves. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I had a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Growing up. Yeah. And he <laughs> looked a lot like one of the ones in this. The wolf trader's name? Sled Reynolds. Which There's is the, no way. I guess that's got to be that's gotta be a gimmick name, it's right? It's got to be a gimmick name. <laughs> Sled <laughs> he did, Reynolds? He worked on Ghost in the Darkness and Dancing with the Wolves as well, but Sled Reynolds? <laughs> we got to get this guy to the he show. He looks like a wolf trader, too. We got to get this guy to the show. <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of Sled. Anyway, anyway. sorry. You had a wolf. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, wait. We're, we're what, gonna, why did you find it disturbing? That. Sorry. Well, okay. So, and it's funny because I have a similar reaction to a scene in Friday the 13th Part 4 that everybody always laughs at. And I'm like, no, this is horrifying. It, it's, it's not the fact that guy gets eaten by wolves. Like, I've seen worse. And it's actually pretty restrained. In terms of what you're seeing on screen, which makes it work better, I think. Yeah, do yeah. You don't see a like a, him actually dying. You don't see like I don't. You don't see the aftermath even. You see the after effects later on, when she's making her way. Well, back. you see Sean Ashmore's body. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So you don't even see the after effects of, of her boyfriend. Okay. Like, I don't think you ever see her his body after the fact at all. Okay. You see their reactions to looking down and seeing it, which is yeah. way worse. Yeah. Um, so I a, agree. I think, and then, you know what? That's a smart choice by him. So too. smart, yeah. so especially smart. for a guy who's a gorehound. Yes, yeah. uh, the fact that he was able to restrain himself because he could have gotten nasty with it, but it didn't need that. Like you see the wolves approaching. I think you see one grabbing on like his leg and his shoulder, and that's all you see. And the rest is screaming and gurgling and <laughs> snarling. But the thing that gets me is when. There's always something about in movies about a character, and I, I just real I think I had an epiphany here, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> so deal with me for a second. Yeah, no, go for it. The most disturbing death scenes in movies for me are the ones where a character realizes that they are going to die, and not good, not like and badly. Yeah. And they have like there is no way out of it, and they're like they they recognize things are about to end in the worst way possible, like. I, so him going, don't let her watch, is oh I'm getting like I'm getting ah I don't like it like I don't like that like cause he that is a good yeah he literally is going he's already his legs are broken he's been in excruciating pain he's terrified and now the wolves are approaching and he literally goes don't let her like his last thought is I'm about to be ripped to pieces while I'm alive yeah and this is different too than it's um, like Quint from Jaws like knows he's gonna die too. But, but like he, this but is he's that is exactly great. he's flipping off the shark practice, and that is exactly how he wants to go. Too. Yeah, like deep down, it's different. Like, yeah, it's different. It's still nasty, <laughs> yeah. but I liken this death. Funny enough, to like there's a death in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's been a while. Adam Goldberg. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, he's yeah. like, stop, stop, stop! Please don't, please. And like, like, like he knows the guy's gonna kill him. Ah, I can't. Yeah. And then there's a death in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four where the guy goes, he's killing me. <laughs> That actually freaks me out. No, I like, get it. That guy has like he like he's admitting like I'm dying right now. Like that's that, freaky. So I'm glad you reminded me of the part where he says, "Don't let her look," because that part is really effective. Oh my um, god! But um, I the part that I don't I, like it. The part that I did laugh at it was the howl because I'm yeah. just going <laughs> like another time it's, when they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Because <laughs> I mean, you're just like, "Oh my god, they're gonna eat him now." Because like, it's right after the leg break, which is fucking gnarly too. And then, but then he immediately sets up. It's about to get worse, like, and it does. No, the, the the don't let her look thing is 
Yeah. Messes me up. Yeah. Um, uh, everything is practical on this. Like we mentioned, the wolves are all real. This was um, shot on Snow Basin Mountain in Huntsville, Utah. It was a lift that was no longer in use and hadn't been since the 1970s. Wow. Uh, Adam Green claims that one of the workers, and this is, was backed up apparently by someone in the crowd at one, like a Q&A at one time, but it claims one of the workers on the mountain committed suicide on that lift at one point in his history. He shot himself and one of the workers took him around and showed him the bullet from the suicide. Uh, on the left, um, the film was shot in order chronologically. Like a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, chronologically in order, so they had to deal with like altitude sickness, wind burn, sunburn. Um, I'm bringing all this stuff because I think a lot of it really works for the movie. Yeah, I'm not one. I'm not one to. Um, I'm not a proponent of like torturing your performers, but, <laughs> but. If you're ever going to do it, this is the movie to do it, right? Yes. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, and he did, like, he, he said he would, in solidarity, like, because when they were up there, they couldn't eat, go to the bathroom or anything. He said he wouldn't eat, go to the bathroom. Like, he was in the same boat as them. He doesn't seem like the type, he's not a Kubrick. No, not at all. No. Um, <laughs> uh, the next morning, Joe makes another attempt to make his way down by clasping onto the chairlift cable. The hands. That's yes. Yeah, Ugh. that that part are yeah. those ca- like so? I've always wondered about like like that kind of like steel cable, like would that tear through gloves that quickly? I assume it would. Like, I, yeah, I think I think I it's plausible at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. This might be one where we call in uh, the. Founder. I'm no expert. Yeah, me neither. But yeah. Although I don't know if the founder is an expert on like is steel cable, cable like 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 that wrapped like that um that like. In, I guess like whatever cable they use for ski lifts um, like would that like just would that tear through your gloves like that like uh, I, I, but it's I don't nasty know. it's yeah. nasty yeah uh, the vibrations cause the securing bolt of the chair to loosen with the razor shark cable having severely injured his hand Joe makes his way onto a nearby support tower clambering down the service ladder on the ground he is confronted again by the gathered wolves though he fights them off with a ski pole promising to Parker that he'll return with help Joe begins traveling down the mountain as Parker's Discarded snowboard, the wolves pursuing after him. So I've heard a lot of complaints, not complaints, I've heard a lot of criticisms about this movie with regard to its um, depiction of wolves. Oh, okay. Um, I heard a lot of, like, they would never bother going for the second guy because they would be like, they They'd ate be... a full body like right. the day before. Who cares? It's a fucking horror movie. Like... <laughs> We, you gotta I, uh, let that go. Most of, and I'm just gonna say, like, I don't have a like a large knowledge of wolves, like, and their eating habits. Sure, like, I'm not thinking that during the movie. I'm thinking, oh fuck, they're still wolves. They're gonna out get them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like sled faster. So, yeah. I'm That's, just throwing that out there. Like, that goes I get along it. with like the cell phone complaints. And honestly, skiers a lot of the time wouldn't bring cell phones with them on hills like this. I, maybe now, but like, you wouldn't get reception. You wouldn't get reception. This is this is not. You might break your phone too. Like, I, I would bring it now. Now that I've seen Frozen. But. Well, yeah, you would want. It, but but the thing is, like, up on some of those ski hills and stuff, they don't. You're, you're not getting killer reception. Right. In the middle of a storm, like they ever have it. Like like, they close the ski. Like they they close it for the weekend or whatever. Like the long weekend or whatever. But like, if I recall correctly, that there's kind of like a winter storm coming through too. Like yes, your reception would be garbage. Yeah. Now, I've lived in Colorado. Right. Mind you, this was back in, but this, no, this is back in 2008. So this is only a couple of years before the movie. If they shot this thing in 2009, yeah, right. 
my reception there was shit. And I yes. lived in one of the biggest ski towns in Colorado. So I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that's not terribly unrealistic. Yeah. That they would not be able, like, I guess they never really show cell phones, do they? Uh, they mention early on, like, uh, that they're leaving them in the locker or whatever. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, so what, they do, they do. They're dumb. But, like, even if they yeah. had brought them, I don't think it would have done them much yeah, good. What, what good would have done them? Yeah, yeah I, nowadays, like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and also, like, the idea, too, is a lot of times, like, they're like, well, if, like, what, are, so, like, you're being chased by a slasher, you could call the cops. Guess what? The slasher is still, like, 15 feet away. <laughs> like, like, it's going to get to you before the cops get to you. This, I kind of get annoyed by the cell phone complaint, just, like, in general, a lot of the time. Because do you want to so watch the movie or no? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at. Like, do you want to see the movie? Yeah. They call the cell phone. Here, they call the cops. Well, the cops are out there. The movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> you just paid however much money to watch 10 minutes worth of, yeah. Uh, yeah, the notes I had here were all about the cast. I don't think we already covered this. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do want to mention her. The, oh, the part where um, the actress, uh, Emma... Bell. Bell, thank you. Mm-hmm. Remember she's thinking about her dog at home really hit me. It's like, sad. It's really sad. And it, it's it's a really, it just, it rings true, doesn't it? It does, yeah. That's um, the kind of thing you'd think about at that point in time. Like, it's silly. In, in Like, it's silly in, I guess, like, in terms of life and death, like your life and death. But, but I, like, would th- I would think about that. You would think about that. If I'm that. stuck in a chairlift, I would think about my dog. Yep. Yeah, like... What if my dog doesn't make it because of me dying here? Like, yeah. I have a responsibility for the Yeah, yeah. Uh, now alone, Parker attempts to endure another night aboard the chair while awaiting help. Joe does not return by the next day, so Parker attempts to reach the support pole herself. As she stands in the chair, the securing bolt disconnects, and the lift falls to a few meters above the ground, now held aloft by a single tether wire. Tether wire. Uh, Parker jumps from the chair, but unable to bear the load, the tether snaps, and the chair falls, crashing into Parker's ankle. I stopped here because I think this is where we're getting into. Um, Adam Greenman is obviously a big slasher fan. I think he's mentioned his love of the Halloween. I think he wanted to work on the Halloween franchise at one point. He had point. a band called Haddonfield. He had a band called Haddonfield, <laughs> I mean, yes. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's the, it's fun. I'd it's like a great to, band name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're starting to get, there are some slasher elements at points in this. Sure. And it comes, mm. she's the final girl at this point. Yep. The elements and the wolves are the slasher. Yep. And then she even begins to like go through like the aftermath of stuff as a good final girl. She does. starts finding the bodies in the closets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or in and this case, uh, on the snowbank. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Those wolves are chowing though. <laughs> they are. They're they're like eh. hungry boys. Hungry boys. See, the wolves do ignore another meal. They're like we're full. We're good. <laughs> you can go. It's fine. Not enough meat on them bones yeah. for the you're wolves here. Right. Right. And the ending too, like toward, it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre where she runs out. I, I'm sure it's probably yeah. the strange driver pulls up and helps her into the car. And yep. you know, yeah, uh, um, oh sorry, go on. We do uh, have a bit of a coda, a bit of an epilogue to mm. this film. I'm good. I've got one more. Good. Uh, you, you want me to go to it? No, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Parker begins to slide and crawl down the mountain. Halfway down, she encounters the wolves feasting on Joe's mutilated yep. corpse. Too occupied with Poor eating. Poor Joe. He tried. <laughs> they ignore Parker as she continues down. You're right. It is Joe's corpse that we see. Yeah. Eventually reaching a road and attempting to flag down a passing car. While it fails to notice her, another soon appears and driver a driver stops, taken to her, a local hospital, telling her that she will be okay. Parker closes her eyes, remembering Dad's words to her. Yeah, effective ending works for me. Yeah. Um, I'm glad she lives. Boy, that would be really dark. Yeah. If she didn't. Um, no, I was going to say, 
we do get a chance to uh, see what becomes of Parker after the events of Frozen. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I'm not. In Did Hatchet, I miss something? In Hatchet 2. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, she is on a TV in the background being interviewed about uh, suing the ski company. <laughs> and how she said, she'll, she, she says, she, I'm never skiing again. So there's a fun little bit there. It's, it's Emma Bell on screen. Yep. In uh, Reverend Zombie or whatever his name is. Yeah, they, the like that, Tony yeah. Todd character. Yeah. yeah he's on the t- she's on the TV in the back. So we get to know, like, hey, she, she got through it. She made her way back to civilization and probably is going to make uh, some decent you know, money well, off her horrible ordeal. As she, she should. She, she deserves that and more. Yeah. Uh, so. Just a couple of little notes before we uh, wrap up here. Yeah. Um, you remember Butt Numathon, the Ain't It Cool News event? <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the esteemed Harry Knowles. Yes, believe- who wore a, an adult diaper during <laughs> that marathon. Did you I hear say, about this? I say esteemed, but Harry Knowles has been outed as a big, like, I don't scumbag, know how right? we can even call it outed. Like, we knew this. We right? Yeah, like, I think there were certain things. For those, ain't it cool news? Was a website like the, like that and Chud. Chud and what's funny is a lot of the people that around that scene have been, were outed at some well, point. Well, they were the first film nerds to become film celebrities. One of them, Mr. Beeks. You remember Mr. Beeks, right? Yeah, I sure he do. he wanted to write a book about that time period. I really wanted to read it because I do think it's kind of an interesting like nerds with too much power gone wrong. There's still some out there that I have weird vibes about and I'm never going to call people out because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There are still some from that generation out there that are still active and I go, yeah. mm. What was this record? This was around, this was like a few years back now. It was a while ago. Anyway. Well, uh, the, the, when the Devin Ferrassi's thing started yeah. up, I think that that was... Um, yes. And cause, but, yeah. Because it, it was... A, but Harry Knowles also... <laughs> I think Ain't It Cool News still exists. So yeah, it was a website. It was kind of the, the big new movie nerd website. Um, I would read it. Um, I always like Quint from Ain't It Cool Quint, News. Quint. Yeah. Um, I like Beaks. Um, He's Out- talked about it. Yeah. The Harry Knowles stuff. Outlaw Vern got to start there. I've always liked his writings. Yeah. Um, anyway, There's some cool people that, there were. Yeah. Good, yeah. Harry Knowles was never, never my favorite. I Not never, everybody <laughs> is some sort of scumbag. <laughs> no, but, for sure. Yeah. yeah. People people just worked there. Yeah. Like people just wrote yeah. there. Um, so yeah, it was a big thing around the time. Um, and this was like his birthday, <laughs> but like he still he runs the site still. I think the site is still around, and I think he pretends to be like his sister. <laughs> what? It's insane. It's got to be some sort of like tax loophole or something. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, Button Amathon was like it was like a twenty four hour or like forty eight hour like event for his birthday every year. Yeah, um, weird. And they would show like big movies. Um, an audience member at this one claimed to have. Fainted when Dan fell from the chair in the mm, movie. Broke the legs. Broke yeah. the legs. Here are some of the movies that uh, some of the other movies that were shown at the 2009 version, along with Frozen. Oh, okay. Uh, the okay. Lovely Bones, um, Shutter Island, William Friedkin's Bug, Kick Ass, and Avatar. Oh my god. Um, and Harry said that this is uh, got the second best audience reaction of of the, the first? festival. My guess would be out of those, probably Kick Ass. For yeah, that crowd, that's you think? kind of a riotous, yeah. Yeah, I would. Man, think... what a what a lineup! Yeah, <laughs> they went they went to uh, Avatar in the in the midst of that insanity. Avatar was the closer because remember they used to do secret movies too. And Avatar... can you imagine watching Frozen and Bug? 
<laughs> and then like we're gonna wrap it up with Avatar. Yeah. Like take yeah. me to Awa or whatever the hell the Jim Cameron's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Avatar two kind of sweet. Pandora. Take me yeah. to Pandora. I kind of I kind of like the Avatar movies honestly. I've seen the first one once. Yeah. I don't. I'm good. Not for me. Um. It also played Sundance. I got a small theatrical release in the U.S. I caught it on bi- video because I remember the me buzz. Too. Yeah. A lot of the buzz came from those websites we talked about. Yeah. At the time. Um, yeah. Well, he. I mean, he was. He was. Uh, after Hatchet, um, Spiral kind of went under the radar a bit, but after Hatchet, he was kind of like uh, like on the rise, as they yep. call it. And so when this came out, I had heard about it through websites like Ain't It Cool, and when it dropped on video, I grabbed it as soon as it was available at the, the video store. So, yep. yeah. Very cool. Any final words on Frozen? I think it's really great, honestly. Like, I, I, I do think it's... Um, I think it's relatively timeless too, which is nice, because of kind of the la- the lack of major like incorporation of technology like cell phones and right. stuff. I mean, it's mentioned, but uh, moving forward, we're we're going to have these. You know, I'm holding it. Uh, for, I think the practical effects too is, goes along with what you're talking about too, because we're not yes, seeing from any a, from a straight. Like, yeah, from a yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's it's kind of timeless and. Um, I have minor gripes, but I, I don't even like, like to me, the minor gripes I have don't really even warrant any sort of major, I don't know, I don't I don't feel like the need to talk about them, because I think it's really, it's a strong movie. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people probably haven't seen this. I, I think there are probably wrong. people, yeah, I think there are probably people listening that may be younger. This may be one that have they slipped through the clack, or cracks. Is... You can't Google it. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You have to put in Frozen 2010. You have to. Yep. Trust me. Or Frozen I, Adam Green. I've done it a few times. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, so, no, I think it's really, really worth a watch. And uh, I'd love to see this movie get kind of a reassessment. Not that like people didn't like it when it came out, but I'd like to get it, like to see it get kind of a reappraisal. A Scream Factory Frozen would be sweet. Yeah, because I don't think the, the DVD had much in terms of special features. No. I think he's done some commentaries for like the Patreon of like Movie Crypt and stuff sure. like that. And there may be, but like I don't think the DVD, I think it had some like behind the scenes stuff on it, but I don't think it had stuff like a making of. I would love a documentary, like a yeah, like a 60 minute like the, the shit we all Like a retrospective? Through. Yeah. Me too. I'd be into that. Me too. So yeah, Frozen's worth a watch for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. I'm, I agree. Um, our next movie was going to be Lord of the Fly From 93, I believe. And after the show, I'm going to talk to you about our recording schedule because we're going gonna to need to be a little bit later on this one. We're going to have a week off um, in between. So. All right. I'm <laughs> so curious to hear what this I, is all about. No, it's, it's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I'm sure it's not that exciting. It's not that but. bad. Um, but yeah, uh, but I just want to give the listeners a heads up. Yeah, yes. we'll have the Tiny Tear out next week, week off, and then we'll... We'll 1990, I'm sorry, 1990. With, the, yeah, The Lord of the Flies. And then maybe I can brush up on my Yellow Jackets. We can talk a little bit about the similarities between the yeah, two Yeah, so I, I was inspired by by watching Yellow Jackets. I'm, I'm, Lord of the Flies is one of the only books I was assigned to read in school yeah. that I read and went, oh my God, this is sweet. I was super into it. So I remember watching the 90 movie. I've seen both versions. The, the Both American versions were popular. They're not American, but like both... English language versions, and uh, the '90 movie always stuck with me for some reason, even though it makes some changes from the book. So, yeah, it's a it's a scary, it, it's a creepy, nasty book. So, um, 
I think it counts as horror for me, at least. And there's a Blu-ray out of it too. It's on Tubi. It is on Tubi. It's yeah. on the tubes. Yeah. I was trying to see if I can jog my memory on this. I don't think I've ever seen this. This will be a first time watch for me. I'm excited. Good. I'm glad. I've read yeah. the book. It's been a long time. I've read the book. I liked the book, but yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So that's what will happen. We'll be back then. Um, thank you. Oh, um, horror movie yearbook at gmail.com. We want emails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please send us an email. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, everybody. Send me, send me, send me, send me Swifty songs when you're when you're. <laughs> When you write your email, please. That'd be great. Uh, all right, everybody. Take care. Stay safe. Stay scared.